See this? This is my boomstick! got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now. Jack and shit. And Jack left town. All right, we are back once again. Of course, we are back on air. This is Slow Robot Go Go Show 306 for those of you keeping track at home, and I know you all are. Uh, my name is Mal, and this is the podcast dedicated to B-movies and uh, all their glory. Although this week, uh, I don't know. It's I wouldn't say it's a B-movie. It's maybe just kind of obscure movie. I will start off, of course, by a little story about last week's uh, movie that I chose and the uh, the actions after that, which are kind of humorous at this point. Um, so Promi, a friend of mine, we've done a lot of podcasting together over the years. My way started way back in 2006. That's a long time ago in podcasting years. That's like uh, dog years almost. So he came over and we talked about a more modern movie, last week's show, of course, and uh I, you know, we uploaded the show. We both kind of trashed it a little bit. Uh, pro me more than me. You know, uh, I really trashed it. He just kind of trashed it. And uh, I was feeling good. Upload the show. Off it went, you know. Well, I wake up the next morning, and as I'm kind of blurry-eyed drinking coffee, I see uh, a correspondence on Facebook between uh, a friend of the fro- friend of the show's, uh, Roddy Roddy Friper, and, uh, and, an- and another... You've never heard him on this show, but King Don. He's, he appears on the... Uh, Two Dimension podcast show, and they're both professing their love for said Valerian movie, and I went, "Oh shit!" Because uh, immediately when you're when you're really tough on something, now again, I was kind of I gave I think like a six or six point five. I wasn't really trashing it very you know, badly. Uh, Pro me on the other hand did, and it was funny because I was like. My first thought was, oh, I don't want to alienate a, a longtime friend or you know somebody that's listened to the show for years and years. And I was like, well, here we go. So this is going to be bad. Uh, so then I'm thinking like, okay, you know, what? How should I handle this? I'm kind of I go to work and I'm thinking about it a little bit. And I was like, I'll just write. I just wrote an, an email to uh, Roddy Roddy Friper and said, hey, if you want to uh, send in a retort via email or whatever, I just kind of basically said, look, I don't want you to like hate me for trashing something you guys love because i know that can that can hurt sometimes i over exaggerate things about a movie just kind of for comic effect type of things and um and he wrote back it was totally cool he was like yeah you know don't worry about it It isn't no big deal you're wrong but you know and i laughed you know because he was just he was saying it kind of jokingly you know oh you're wrong but but that's fine and it's fine if you love a movie my god i love some of the worst movies ever made and i love them love them so you know who am i to say uh so that was kind of all cool, but then you know, because but then I said, well, if you want to write back a retort, let me know. And he, and the closer the the weekend when we were doing the doing this show, he, he wrote back. He's like, nah, I'm not gonna do that. Don't worry about it. We'll just uh, move on from the horrible event. Um, and of course, if you uh, follow us on Facebook, then you've seen King Don's uh, uh, reply on Facebook. And if you don't, I would I would encourage you if you are a longtime listener, please follow the show on Facebook. Uh, my 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 ego needs uh, needs stroking. I, I I'm very shy and timid, and if I don't get a lot of uh, attention, then I feel sad. But anyway, so it was all good. It was just one of those little things that I was like, oh no, oh no. But I digress. No no harm, no foul. Everything was fine. I just you know I I, I was wrong apparently. 
That's okay, too. I've been wrong a lot. I'm always wrong. So, let's see. What did I watch this week? Now we'll go right into the, the usual. Um, I watched a sci-fi movie, 2307 Winter's Dream. Uh, this was like kind of a, uh, you know, dystopian t- future, blah, 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 cyborgs, blah, 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 you know. Very, um, I didn't, I liked it enough. I didn't hate it, you know. It was fine. It was just one of those movies where... I doubt I'll remember watching it in like a in like two a year, you know, like well six months, eight months. People be like, oh, there was, there was that one. There was those pasty dudes and they run around in the in the cold, even though they clearly were. Other people were out in the cold, even though they said in the beginning of the movie that you would die in ten seconds if you went out in the cold. And I was like, okay, I don't understand this movie, but I watched it. I mean, I understood it. I was like, yeah, whatever. It was okay. It was one of those on Netflix for free, so meh, whatever. All you're really paying is about an hour and forty minutes of your life. Uh, then I watched He Never Died, and that was, uh, I've talked about this one before. I watched it a long, like, not a long time ago, but probably a couple years ago. That's the Henry Rollins vampire live forever Cain from the from the famous Cain and Abel story of the Bible, you know, and, and at this point Rollins has been around for, so like, years and years and years, so he's, like, over humanity, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't want to, he's very, like, it's not involved in anything. He just wants to be left alone kind of thing. And then he's, of course, thrust into wacky shenanigans, making him be Henry Rollins. So uh, I loved it because I actually am a, I'm kind of a big fan of Henry Rollins uh, from the punk era. And then also then he turned out to be so much more, you know, when you listen to his spoken word and you, and he's a funny guy. He has very funny uh, anecdotes and a pretty level-headed opinion. That's my opinion of him, you know. So... Uh, I, I thought it was a very funny movie, very strange movie, you know, because he is—he's he, acting odd and he's acting, uh, well, like a ghoulish vampire that lived forever. So it was kind of funny. I always like that one. Then uh, Blade Runner uh, twenty forty nine. Uh, still love that movie. Very, boy, it's a good movie. You know, we watched the. Um, I like the original one. But uh, I I I always I'm always critical of the original one because they set they put out like 18 different versions and you're like oh which is the real version uh, who cares you know so that's it's a good movie I like the movie very a lot I never thought it as dramatic as they made it like ooh is he a replicant or is did he shoot first at Guido I don't care it doesn't you know they're fine it was it's a good movie uh, and the second one I liked quite a bit you know it was very beautifully shot very you know the grandiose. It's something I think I'll watch it again and again over the years, and every time I watch it, I will see something different, see something unique, you know. And that's that's pretty cool, you know. And when you can't, you usually don't say that about movies. You usually movies are just like, yeah, whatever, and then you know, doesn't really matter. They just kind of come and go, and you forget about them, like you know, like twenty three oh seven, a winter's dream or whatever. But Blade Runner, um, I, I'll watch that a lot. I think I'm gonna probably try and uh, you know get like uh, the best Blu-ray version of each of them. You know, of the of the original one, and then of the of the of this new one. That way, I, you know, and then you'll just those are the ones I'll watch, and that's it. You know, I, I don't know which. I don't. I'll probably consult the internet as to which is the one you should buy for the first one. And oh god, I hope they don't. They don't. I hope they don't start their crap with this new one where they. Oh no, here's a different one. Ah oh, no, wait now here's a different one. And now here here's one that that uh, Lucas put some extra stuff in the background. I don't know why he would do that. That's not even his thing. And then watch Deadpool, which. Uh, like that, I like that enough that I bought it, you know, and that, that says something. Superhero movies are kind of uh, here today, gone tomorrow for me, you know. 
they're fine action movies and action, but I don't view them as anything other than just kind of action movies for the modern era. People that love the like, like love the the comic books and and love the backstories of those, then they mean so much more to them, and that's cool. I don't, I'm not judging that one way or the other. Uh, I I just watch them as movies, and they're fine. You know, they've really fi- figured out the formula that works for those kind of movies, and just run them and run them and run them. And uh, Deadpool was was a lot funnier than I th- was thought it would be. I was worried about the snark factor. I've said that a million times on this show. I don't know why, um, but you know, and it turned out it was just very funny. So I ended up buying that on Blu-ray, and it's a it's funny. It's it's a very it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a good movie. It makes me laugh every time I watch it. So that's a pretty good movie. That's entertainment. And then uh, you know, Hangover Sunday, I kind of just fell into a. I watched this weird, funny little knockoff um, TV show. It's a, it's an Australian version of Archer. It's called Pacific Heat. It lasted one season. It's, it's. I laughed. It's the dumbest thing you'll see, but it's a very funny dumb. Like when you watch, you just. They're kind of endearing. You know, I, I'm not sure how Archer's going to play out. Uh, I know they. Everyone has said it's going to go ten seasons and be over. Uh, once it, it really broke away from the traditional formula and then it started being the private investigator and then they're dealing coke and then they're and then they were dead in a pool and, now, and and it's gone so kind of off the rails i'm not sure i'll make 10 seasons i mean i really liked archer and and i'm using past tense here because i don't know if i like archer anymore and that's sad I know, slow TV show a go-go, all right? But whatever, bear with me. I'll get to the movies in no time. It's just one of those things where I really was a booster and I have like the art books and how to be Archer and stuff like that. And, and I learned about them, you know, watching, reading like some of the artwork of Archer, which is just gorgeous. But I'm not sure I like it anymore even. You know, I, I haven't even seen one one show of the new, the latest one. I think it was eight. I think it was season eight. I didn't see any of it, you know, some noir thing, because I saw where he was shot and dead in the pool. Obviously, he's not dead, but it was just, uh, I don't know. I'm not, sh- I'm not sure I'm on board with it anymore, and that's a sad thing when you really love something. Uh, it might come back and be fine, and, and that's great, too. I'm not, I'm, I haven't put the final nail in the coffin, but it's, a, it's one of those things I'm kind of like, eh, we'll see. And then I fell down the horrible, horrible rabbit hole of, uh, of short film compilations on Netflix. Now, if you haven't fell into this trap, if, if you want to waste a day and a half, go ahead. Um, but if you have more valuable things to do with your time, I wouldn't advise it. You know, you, you start by clicking on, oh, these are wacky, you know, supermarket commercials. And then you go, well, I, I remember supermarkets before Walmart and Amazon. Uh, and then, oh, look at that. They're funny. They're showing you how they put peas on, on, in carts and stuff. And then, then you watch the next one because Netflix will just keep rolling you along, and then you're like, "Oh, here, how, here's how you make records." And I love records, so I'm watching that. And then you know, before you know it, you, you're you're at work on Monday, and you're still going, "Wow, you remember that part where they put fruit in those baskets? That was weird." Um, then you get fired for not paying attention at your job. No, not that part. Let's not do that part. But you can really fall down the rabbit hole. I think there's a gigantic, uh, you know, Netflix has become this vacuum to just inhale all documentaries. And all like compilations of wacky sh- uh, uh, shorts, you know, because they're all free. They're all in public domain. So you just grab this stuff up and cobble it together and say, hey, look at this. And and they put it on Netflix and then people watch it and you go, ha ha, look at that. How funny it used to be. And then 
you realize now there's no quality anymore. I was watching the Wurlitzer because, like, okay, the record industry was kind of cool because I I love records and they were showing how they make them with the presses and all the you know, all that crap, and that's cool. And then it showed Wurlitzer, and then Wurlitzer, like they built every single part with lathes and all these expensive tooling and all this stuff, and I'm like, those must have cost twenty eight billion dollars a piece. I don't know how how could you ever make something like that, you know? Because they were and they were always, of course, very expensive even to this day. I don't think Wurlitzer's around anymore. They might be. And then I thought to myself, yeah, they're they're around now, but now they're knocked out of some stupid factory in China and made for nothing. They're just cheap junk. Cause uh, most stuff in the world is soulless crap now. I know because a part of my bed just fell in a little bit, and that's a bed. I don't know, how, how does that happen? Oh, cause it's made of particle board. Ugh. Oh well. Welcome to the modern age. Alright, that's enough of my yammering on and on. Um, let's go ahead and get to this week's show. I think you're going to enjoy it. It's uh, Tokyo Tribe. Oddly enough, based off of a manga. It's Japanese. It's awesomeness. It's a lot of fun. And uh, here, have a listen, won't you? Thank you. What uh, part of Germany do you hail from? I'm from a little Bavarian village called Lickenbeekenbeeken. Huh? Get to visit. Actually, I uh, like to spend most of my time in uh, Girls Without Wienersville. I'm more comfortable there. <laughs> He's just not used to male intimacy. Oh, well, that's okay because I'm a lady. Oops. No, I'm not. Oh, there it is. Okay. Ooh, I feel like dancing. Okay. Dancing. Oh. oh, my God. More prophetic than his prediction of space travel in Things to Come. More imaginative than his laser beams in War of the Worlds. More frightening than his warning of nuclear holocaust in The Time Machine. From H.G. Wells, history's most incredible prophet, now comes his most incredible story, Empire of the Ants. The terrifying tale of civilization fighting for survival against armies of giant ants, ten feet tall, who control the human population by drugging them into submission. And man, the master, becomes man, the slave. Joan Collins, Robert Lansing, H.G. Wells, Empire of the Ants, from American International Pictures. Rated PG, parental guidance suggested. Empire of the Ants. They shall inherit the Earth sooner than you think. Dr. Evil, you look very toit. Yes, toit like a tiger. Yes, yes, yes. Really? Yes, you look like a macho man. Village people. Some of America's fiercest killers were also lady killers. Pretty Boy Floyd was one of the best. Charles Arthur Floyd was just a poor country kid who parlayed a little ambition and a lot of bullets into a successful bank robbing career. American International Pictures brings out the best and the worst of one of this country's most public enemies in A Bullet for Pretty Boy. Fabian Forte stars as Pretty Boy Floyd who had none of the minor vices. Killing, robbing, and chasing women were his thing. The girls who loved him and the men who hunted him called him Pretty Boy. Got nowhere to go. Fabian Forte in his most unusual role. See a bullet for Pretty Boy. Rated GP. 
Hey, want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? The legend of Frankenstein once again brings terror and nightmare to the screen in Lady Frankenstein. Joseph Cotton is Baron Frankenstein. What in his face? Devil with his face, I don't care what he looks like. I want him to live. Sarah Bay is Lady Frankenstein. That is what they call your father's life's work, a monster. And they're right. They are not right. She's beautiful. She's evil. And she'll do anything for love. Would you like to have my body bend to you? Would you like to make love to me? She creates a new, more terrifying monster. And only the monster she creates can satisfy her strange desires. Using her beauty and her scalpel, she cuts deeply into men's hearts. Yes, you're right. Kill it. There has never been a movie like Lady Frankenstein. Rated R. The first rule of Fight Club is, you do not talk about Fight Club. The second rule of Fight Club is, you do not talk about Fight Club. Third rule of Fight Club, someone yells stop, goes limp, taps out. The fight is over. Fourth rule, only two guys to a fight. Fifth rule, one fight at a time, fellas. Sixth rule, no shirts, no shoes. Seventh rule, fights will go on as long as they have to. And the eighth and final rule, if this is your first night at Fight Club, you have to fight. Okay, we are back. Lady Frankenstein. Ooh, spooky. Uh, so anyway, now on to this show, as they say. Sorry for the long-winded discussion about where my future is headed. It doesn't matter. Anyway, I chose Tokyo Tribe from 2014. Now, I've never heard of this. I literally just typed in Japan uh, into a search engine, and this popped up, and I started watching it, and I was like, well, I'm going to keep watching this, because the first, very first part of it is... Uh, this guy's rapping about this dystopian. This I think it's an alternate Japan, but it's it looks like it might. It's a future after some wars or whatever. But it's I think it's set in an alternate Japan, and uh, it, it's it's listed as the world's first rap battle musical. And I said, huh? So I watched through this thing, and I didn't know anything about Tokyo Tribe or anything about it, you know, and. Turns out this is a movie based on a uh, manga, Man- manga, manga. I say manga, manga doesn't matter. And uh, you know, so it and, it and this movie is like crazy. It looks like it's a ni- late 1980s rap video in in the pastels and the fashions, but it's also like futuristic and. And like West Coast, East Coast gangster violence, and like the guns are gold with all the the, the bedazzled all over them, you know. And and it's such an interesting, odd mashup, and it just works. And I don't know why it works. Nothing about this movie should work. It's it's rapping, so and it's in Japanese, so it sounds good in Japanese. But when you're reading the words, obviously the words don't flow like a rap would. Um, it, that doesn't distract. I mean, I, I'm just saying you're reading it. So this would be one of those movies that's perfect if you're a, a, a gaijin and you're learning Japanese and you want to learn how to speak actual Japanese, not book smart Japanese. This is the the movie. They always say people like, oh, they only learned English by watching G.I. Joe or watching this would be it. Because 
There's cursing and slang and really nasty speak. If you wanted to be a thug, you would just memorize a lot of the lyrics, a lot of the sign, a lot of the stuff in this. Um, it's so, it's such a, it's like one of those one-off oddities that is just brilliant and and strange. Like, in, my head kind of hurt when I was watching it, but it was like that kind of hurt, like a like a brain freeze. Like it hurt, but you couldn't stop because you're like, oh, I like this so much. It's such an oddity. So you know, the the storyline is in an alternate Japan, uh, territorial street gangs from opposing factions, collectively known as Tokyo Tribes, uh, they're they're always kind of warring. Uh, Mira, the leader of the Wurans tribe of Bu, uh, Bukuro, uh, joins forces with heavy hitting statistic gangster. Bupa of Bupa's town, um, not to be confused with uh, Parappa, Parappa the rapper. Uh, with Bupa's support, Mira aims to initiate gang war between the Wuros and the Musashino Suru, Saru. Uh, in a confrontation between the two, it would attempt to kill off all the popular members of the Mususharo uh, Kai. By mistake, Mira instead kills Kai's friend Terra. Uh, and this leads to joining forces all out uh, Tokyo tribe in an all out war. I will say the very first scene, there's a, a these police pull into this rainy. It might as well be you know the Japan they show in Blade Runner. Uh, it's pulls in the street and a young cop jumps out of the co- car and she looks like she's a stripper. Well, she is a stripper. Now she's not a stripper, but she's she's a stripper. And she she's like, I'm gonna go arrest that guy. He's dealing drugs. And, th- and she confronts Mira. And he grabs her and rips her shirt open. So we're seeing breasts right off the bat. And he takes a switchblade and he puts it to her to her stomach. And, she, and he's outlining the, the various gangs that own Tokyo. That are part of the the tribes. That own each piece. Um, you know, and so so she's naked and she, she's screaming. And the, the older cops in the car are like laughing. Because they don't like her. They didn't. She was a rookie so they didn't care about her. Which is... Eh. I don't know. It was kind of weird. Um, it, but and he's and as that it was like kind of the exposition train pulled up uh, on this woman's breasts because uh, he t- he takes the switch and he's like, oh, and here's you know here's the girl gang, and then there's like the hardcore girls that are they and each one of them comes out. The leader of each group kind of raps and talks about what their gang is, you know. So the girls are like, we don't take any guff from no man, and we're we're going to take over this town. And then there's one that. They had those the outrageous braids, uh, <laughs> that but like I don't know, like I remember um, the bass player from Suicidal Tendencies used to have them, like the real long uh, Robert Tulio Trulio Trulio. Now he's from Metallica. It doesn't matter. So so and he's sitting there and he, they're like almost like the the West Coast rappers kind of, and they're talking about how hard they are. And then there's like a, a a pimp with with some prostitutes, and then there's like so there's all these gangs, and then there's this one gang who's like kind of uh, own the clubs and the and the 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 whorehouses, and they they init- just initiated a new warlord, and he was taking over, and he had a samurai helmet on, so very flamboyant characters, very uh, kind of comical stereotypes of of you know each one, but then there's the last one, which is uh you know the uh Musashino Musashino Saru the Musashino gang 
is like all about friendship and love and and loyalty and care and like so they're like this they're like this gang that's happy go lucky and they don't fight and they're trying to they want every tribe to be like them you know they're kind of like the heartbeat of joy and happiness and all around them is like the hardcore gangsters you know so you know mira has this plan to wipe out all the tribes but he really hates the happy gang and you know uh Mira is played by a Japanese actor who is basically, he is literally throwing uh, some wasabi on the scenery and chewing it. He is he is off the chains crazy. It was very like Hopper-esque. Uh, um, well, you know, Bupa is, is like Hopper and he would be like, um, I don't know who's crazy now, whatever, a young crazy guy. The two of them together, because the, like uh, Bupa is, uh, he's like, he reminds me of like a lounge singer. He's always in gold and he wears suits and he's a cannibal and he eats, he he snatches women off the street and then like his weird gang cooks them. That's what they eat. And his number one, who is Mira is just this brash, really arrogant, really over the top character. And there's another guy skulking around who's, kind of the number one hitman for this group so like there's a, every character is odd in its own weird way um you know and and as these two ramp up to try and make all the tribes kill each other you know and then there's another overarching story i'll i'll we'll go to a quick break and then when i come back i'll see how succinctly i succinctly succinctly i can uh wrap this up into a nice little package because there is a lot going on, even though it is just this absurdity uh, in, as you're watching it. No. Okay, I'll be right back. Now I swear, the next one of you primates even touches me. Yeah! High School is an album and a movie. Vince Van Patten is crazy about PJ Souls, but she wants to live a rock and roll fantasy with her favorite group, the Ramones. The new principal tries to stop the music, but the kids rock and wreck the school. Rock and roll high school, the school where the students rule. Your school could be next. Rated PG, parental guidance suggested. Rock and Roll High School, the school where the students rule. The new principal hates the students, but the kids take over and rock the roof off the school. Dig out the sounds of Paul McCartney and Wings. Fleetwood Mac, Devo, Nick Lowe, Chuck Berry, Tom Rundgren, Vince Fabric, Velvet Underground, Brownsville Station, MC5, Eno, Paley Brothers, Eddie and the Hot Rod, Alice Cooper, and starring the Ramones. Rock and Roll High School. Ready to keep little guys together. There are only two things I can't stand in this world. People who are intolerant of other people's cultures and the Dutch. The Rocky Horror Picture Show is a must for all of you. If you don't go and see it, I shall personally come around to your houses and drag you out by the scruff of the neck. I shall belt you around the mouth and mouth you around the belt. Do you understand what I'm saying? See the Rocky Horror Picture Show, rated R, under 17, not admitted without parent. 
Hey, hey! It's your old pal Krusty for my new pork sandwich, the Clogger. If you can find a greasier sandwich, you're in Mexico! <laughs> okay, now, this is going to be the Cliff Notes version of this movie and uh, in all of its glory. So, after they, the, the, the bad guy talks about these clans, and each one raps about their shtick, then a truck pulls up, starts grabbing women off the street. There's a girl that's kind of passed out and, and, a, and a, I thought it was another girl, but it's actually a small boy, uh, are sitting at a table and they carry her in and they throw her into this bus. She's a very beautiful woman. You know, these are all, they're just grabbing like, kind of like, like uh, hookers. But this woman is obviously very, I mean, she's very, she's a very beautiful actress too. Uh, so they grab her and uh, she wakes up and, and, her and the little sidekick boy, uh, you know, her name is Sunmi, um, but she says, oh, my name's Erica, uh, or, or vice versa. It doesn't matter. So she's so pretty that they want, they try and like the mirror, uh, Mira takes her saying, oh, you're going to be my woman. And she's acting really strange. And she's like, oh, don't you know who my father is? Alluding to like, if you touch me, you're in like a lot of trouble and they don't care because they're thugs and thugs don't care. Um, but she had shown up before and, uh, you know, the good guy clan, the leader of the good guy clan liked her, uh, Kai. So Kai said, I'm going to go save her. And they, they, they go, they break in. And this starts this big fight between Mira and Kai. That's when Mira killed uh, Tara. Uh, yes, Tara. So Kai's friend Tara gets killed. And that's kind of like an igniting point that all the clans get angry uh, because I guess uh, Tara was kind of a uniter before the tribes all formed off into their sections. Anyway, then a, this, and this is all done very strangely. Everything is in, incredibly stylistically odd and off-putting and strange, but also like kind of funny and also kind of very serious. So it's just, you, you have to, <laughs> you really have to watch this movie to understand how I'm describing it, I, I, honestly. Um, so basically now they're on the run and the king bad guy, Boopa, gets a message to the, uh, the, the strongest man in the world shows up and there's this little sidekick, uh, who to pushes a flashlight and it projects the, the king demon kind of said, Hey, my daughter's in Tokyo, get my daughter back to me and make sure she's a virgin. Cause he's going to sacrifice her to the dark Lord so he can continue re- reigning over the earth. And the bad guy, uh, being like a lounge singer, says, okay, and he sends all his troops to, uh, to find this girl. And he also says, now it's time to unleash the Waru clan. I'm skipping over some stuff, because time, time permitting. Um, so now, the, like, he says, okay, to the, to the, to the uh, head priest, and then he turns off the thing, and he's like, okay, um, send... You two, you, Mira, you go with your sidekick and go find this girl for the for them. And also, the world's strongest guy and his sidekick, they say, no, we're going to go into Tokyo. We'll find her. So they leave. And then that's when he, that's when the cannibal uh, lounge singer says, okay, uh, Boopa. He's like, okay, well, we're gonna, now is the time when all these, now it's time to wipe out every tribe and we're going to just take over this entire city. Release the Waru. And everyone's like, I don't know what a Waru is. Waru is basically, he has this army of, of henchmen who are all dressed the same. Uh, they just, they're going out and they're going to kill every clan. 
everyone. They're killing all the, you know, every one of the tribes is supposed to be killed off. So while this is happening, Kai kind of, uh, Kai is bringing, bringing, uh, coming, running along and Saru and her sidekick are just annihilating everyone. She's like a top martial artist. It's very funny because she just basically beats up everybody. Sometimes she plays shy and then she just ends up killing somebody, you know. Um, and it's a lot of really good wire foo and kung fu action. It's a really st- interesting mixture of like baseball bat, street violence, uh, wire foo, kung fu, and then gunplay. It's just this, it's very absurd, but it all kind of meshes and works. I think we're very used to seeing that now, but uh, it doesn't matter. So now, um, they're on there, and then finally he, they have all the, all the gangs meet up at Kenny's. Oh, but the other thing is, this is all one night. This isn't one of those overtime things. This is like, they have a clock there saying, you know, 8 p.m. That's when they start rapping. And this is at 5 a.m. All the all the gangs are at this Kenny's, which is their, like the good guys hang out, the, the happy guys. And they're basically saying, look, we have to uh, fight these guys. They're trying to kill us all. You know, she lays it out. And then every gang... First they fight a little bit, and then they then they all kind of join forces. And now they're all and this is like the big confrontation. So all these street gangs show up as one united force at Bupa's hideout. Waru and and these gangs are fighting. Kai is running around fighting um, the number one, which is Mira, and that master killer guy, uh, who's very strange. He has like a room that's made up of living people that are like his tables and chairs and he sits on them and they're alive and naked and white. It's very uh, clockwork orangish and very drug induced, I think. And, uh, and, you know, he's a really good killer. He's like the number one killer, really. And, you know, so he's in there. And at some point he turns on this gigantic wall of spinning blade. And what happens is it just pulls everyone that's fighting in this castle into it, including uh, Bupa. He gets killed, you know, he's machine gunning people with a Gatling gun, then he, and then like a million swords go through him and he falls into this blade. Um, it's, it's such an oddity. So now all the, all the master people are out there. Uh, Mira actually ends up killing uh, that, the world's strongest guy, the black guy is just kind of running around killing people. Uh, and then the girl... No, no, no. The, the girls are stop fighting, uh, you know, uh, and, uh, sorry, I'm sorry, everyone. Kai and Mira have, like, their end boss fight, and there's these giant speakers, and this guy starts playing rap, and they start rapping and fighting, and, uh, he kicks Mira off, and he falls through some, st- through some, uh, th- through some, uh, uh, um, porch rooftops, you know, like a street, street, uh, roof, and, then he jumps down. They're like, "Okay, now we're all one. We're gonna be. We're gonna honor our spirits, but we're gonna always stay one." And then they keep yelling, "Tokyo Tribe, Tokyo Tribe!" And uh, so that's the happy ending. There's a part of this movie I didn't need, and that was uh, there's a whole like like undercurrent of Mira comparing his genital size size to Kai, and that's the biggest man should be the best man, and Kai is supposedly huge. And then there's some off-handed jokes towards the end, and you're like, I don't want this part of this movie. But whatever, it is what it is. Stylistic choices, um, and that's the that's the ending, you know. And and uh, and the de- they don't really do anything with the girl. She doesn't go back to the demon to get sacrificed. The daughter, you know, uh, so she stays with Kai and kind of a happy ending. 
very strange movie. Uh, I I can't stress enough that this shouldn't work, but when you're watching it, it's kind of cool and you like it and you dig it and it does work and you're like, okay, well, you know, I, I don't know. It just sometimes absurd things mesh together and it's okay. And this is one of those instances where you're like, wow, this is a really cool movie. I had a lot of fun with it. There's a ton of sex in it, like nudity, not sex, sex, but nudity. Um, and it's just one of those, it's really a one-off. I know they're going to do a second one. I, I'm, I'm sure the manga is probably a very intriguing um, storyline because it could go a million different ways. And this was, of course, a movie, so it was kind of tightened up, wrapped up, and off it went, you know. Um so if you if you like rap, you have to watch this movie. If you like Japanese culture, you have to watch this movie because it matches up both of them in a strange, weird way, you know. Uh, but yeah, I can't say enough good about it. it it's it's a very funny. Um, it's just a very funny movie, and and I, I kind of dug it, you know. So you're gonna read this one. It's not English dubbed, so if you you better be okay with reading a movie. Um, and other than that, I don't really have any, any detractors from it. You kind of have to know what you're going into. If if your kids are sitting in the room, don't watch this movie. It's uh, it's psychotic in its level of violence. It's it's one of those that's um, so violent it's absurd and funny. You know, I know like uh, Pulp Fiction dipped into that from time to time. Like when he hit a bump and blew uh, Marvin's brains out, you laugh at it. You're not supposed to laugh at somebody getting their head blown off, but it was. It's it was funny. It strikes a nerve because you just it's so absurd. You're like, oh my god, you know what did I just see? And a lot of this movie is, oh my god, what did I just see? So um, you know, I'm gonna give this like a this one, boy. I, I want to say something like a nine, but that's stupid. I mean, I'm gonna go with like an eight, seven point five to eight in that range as far as out of ten. It's I I would definitely say it's a it's a must see. Only if you want to see something that's really unique and different. I think that's important. Um, if you want to just keep grinding out the same kind of crap week in and week out, you know, then or year in and year out, then okay, be you know, make safe choices and don't do anything interesting, or you can take a gamble like this one was and you know, kind of see where it goes. It was definitely uh, definitely worth the trip. There was a mushroom, sad little mushroom. There was a meadow ready to cry there was a sparrow gray little sparrow there was an eagle silent and high and the lord said laugh children laugh the lord said laugh children laugh the lord said laugh children laugh the lord said laugh 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 and the lord he said i created for you Of a world without joy. 